Godfather, I come to you today in a time of need. My family and I, we need a good wrestling podcast to listen to. Godfather, can you help me? Barosada, Barosada, let me ask you something. When was the last time you come to me and you say, hey, can I have some chocolate cake? Can I be with your family? Can we go play rollerball? Never, you've never done this. And now you come to me in your time of need and you ask about a podcast. Well, on this day, that is the day of my daughter's wedding, I will tell you that the greatest podcast is the Tom Bucker Report. Bueno, Sara. Bueno, Sara. This is the guy, Chad. You can catch us every Wednesday. You can follow us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, and more to come. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. And stay healed, baby. Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a DogCast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turn Buckle Report. That is right. Your family friendly, neighborly wrestling fans. Talking all things wrestling. The guy, Chad, with us today. Man, those are some uh, big flapjacks, big deals going on out your mouth, my friend. You've just unlocked yourself a new co host. Welcome. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, I'm channeling my inner Frasier. Have you ever? Have you ever? Did you? Were you a Frasier fan? Uh, no. <laughs> I was about to say, hell yeah, my friend, but no, I no. <laughs> I was gonna go into it too. I was like, yeah, I was. and then you were gonna quiz me, and I'd be like, uh, I don't know. I don't know anything. Yeah, I would tell you. Yeah, you would have, but I All did right, watch I, uh, Cheers, I and I watched Cheers with you, so we have Cheers at least. Mm-hmm. Just not Frasier. We do. A totally different Frasier. That's one. Th- what's one problem I had with the Frasier show? I actually think it was surprisingly funny and witty at the same time, yet pretentious to the palate. <laughs> if you're a Frasier fan, you would understand that. the The fact that all he ever drank in the, the show Cheers was beer, right? Because he's my cousin from Boston, and that's what everybody drinks in, uh, in Boston. In, in Boston is the beers. Yep. But in Cheer, in in Frasier, he would never. Oh my. Gosh, I would never drink a beer. I just drink brandy. That was a disconnect for me, but uh, that's just me. I think for some of those shows, they use they use the character from a previous show to set up the template. But then when they create their new shows, they're totally different. I, I feel like that's what writers do. They're like, you know what? We want to use the template of that guy, put him in this show, and kind of tweak it a little bit. You know, they did that with Joey and Friends when Joey had his own show for like a season or two. They kind of mm-hmm. switched his character up a little bit. That's just that's just what writers do because. They need to figure out a way to stay relevant. Like AEW Dynamite, trying to figure out how to stay relevant. Yeah. Well, it's hit and miss. They have some good splashes, and then they just totally don't do a nosedive. This week, uh, I know you're ready. You're chomping at the bit to review all things wrestling, specifically AEW and what's going on in their platform there. I will say, before you get into it, I, I don't like... 
the Friday night thing is really under my skin. It is. I, I'm tired of a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Wednesday nights. Wednesday's a good night for wrestling. Um, and I know it's all temporary. I get it. I get it. I know that it's all temporary. But I'm ready for them to be back on Wednesdays. I'm sick and tired of Fridays. By fr- especially the summertime. You know, I'm not I'm not watching wrestling on Friday nights. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I record the shit. I watch it later. I'm not... I, I got too much stuff going on. I... Friday nights are designated for, um, you know, bonfires and cold beer, man. That's that's what it's meant for. So, I don't like it. I'm ready for him to go back. Let's get basketball over with. Yeah, I'm so sick of this yeah, Friday night. said that. Yeah. They're trying some new things. They're trying this Octagon thing. Uh, tell us. This is this is the segment of the show called What Grinds the Guy's Gears? <laughs> hey, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, you know, there's two things I miss about this show. I miss our, our social buzz. And what grinds my gears. We, we got to get back to social buzzes one of these days. But listen, clearly this was a pre-recorded match. There's no way they were able to get that octagon out of the way that fast for them to turn around and then have a normal AEW Dynamite for the rest of the night. To me, this, this episode of Dynamite was they just took chunks of matches, dark matches they had, and then just threw it all together to make a coherent story and created Friday Night Dynamite. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't their best show. And the MMA match was a hit or miss for a lot of people. It was a complete miss for me. Knowing that these are two wrestlers that are under contract and have to show up week after week and have to stay healthy, how could you have two guys beating the lever living piss out of each other on a wrestling show? Like, that just didn't make sense to me. But I was like, okay, they're doing it. They're trying to pull this off. And though at times it looked like a legit MMA fight, in the end it just ended up being a wrestling match. They were doing wrestling moves in order to get Hager not to use a lot of his MMA fighting style Wardlow was winning pretty much the entire thing it took Hager putting him in a submission to win so in order to get around the issue of only Hager being a true MMA fighter in the ring they made it seem like Wardlow was dominating up until the very end. And then, of course, there was the Hager putting him in an armbar, and that was the end of it. It was a complete waste of time. Put those two fucking guys in a wrestling ring where they belong on Friday night because people have been asking for two big guys to just go at it. They didn't need to be in an octagon. They could have just been in the ring. Do what the fucking name of your company says you're doing. Wrestle. Just wrestle. That's that's my take on it, my friend. What? How do you feel about MMA crossover into wrestling? What What's your feelings on this? I got to go back to TNA Impact. Were you a fan of the octagon ring? I did like the ring. Yes, I did. But so I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't a fan at all. And the reason I wasn't a fan is, as I go back and I watch some of the TNA stuff now, I can appreciate it. I see like how cool that really was. But at the time. I've got this like tribal warfare thing going on here where, and I've always been like this. You know this about me, Chad. If I am, let's say the Cubs, if I'm going to be a Cubs fan, then that just doesn't mean I'm going to be a Cubs fan. That means I'm going to fucking hate the Cardinals. I'm going to fucking hate the Brewers. That's right. what that means. Because that's, that's what kind so of guy so I forth. am. Got it. If I'm a, if I, that's right. If I'm going to be loyal, then it just doesn't mean I'm going to be loyal to that one thing. It means I'm going to hate other things because all in all in tribal warfare, right? Sure. So I was kind of the same way. It's like I'm, I viewed myself at that time as a purist wrestling fan, a WCW guy, an NWA guy, and then here comes TNA. They're supposed to be the competition to, to WWE. 
and they have an octagon ring, and I have never been a UFC fan. Now, this is a flaw. I get it. If I'm a wrestling fan, like I said, then that means I have to hate the UFC. That's not right. I get it. We need to have more love, not war. I get it. But my mind's fucked up. Forgive me. Forgive me, huh? I'm fucked right. up over here. That's how I felt about it. I don't need an octagon to enjoy wrestling. I need the squared circle because that's what you get with wrestling. You're purist, traditional. So I get back to AEW. That's right. I get back to AEW now wanting to introduce the octagon in a UFC style. They're two different things, my friend. Wrestling tells a story. It's dramatic. It's theater. It's violence. It's all those great things that pro wrestling is. I don't watch UFC. It has to be a big match, honestly. Yeah. It has to be a big match for me to be interested. Absolutely. I liked Conor McGregor because he reminded me of Ric Flair. That's it. I watched his shit because he reminded me of Ric Flair. When he started fading off, I faded off of UFC. That's a whole long way of saying I fucking hate it. Period. Well, I'm glad you said it because a lot of people felt that way. A lot of people were comparing this to Brawl for All. Uh, and, and you know, it was yeah. a stupid idea. Brawl for All was dumb. Bringing MMA into a, into a wrestling show was dumb. There's no way to pull that off to make it look real enough. Um, my hat's off to Hager and Wardlow for selling the shit out of what they could, working with what they could work with. Wardlow looked like a beast. Mm-hmm. He looked like a badass. Uh, I have new respect for Wardlow after this. But the match itself was a, just a horrible fucking idea. Um, and then the rest of Dynamite was just a mess for me. Just a mess. It, it, you can clearly see they cut and paste matches into that show. Cut and paste. Let's take this match we recorded three weeks ago and put that in. Yeah. Let me give you another example. When you're talking about uh, superstars in the UFC, like like we mentioned, Conor McGregor. Right. That is a superstar by all rights but in his business, in his sport. And he wrestles. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He fights. He competes. What, two two times a year, maybe? Two, three, if. Right? Mostly appearances. Two, yeah, two or three. Let's say two or three. T- he, he's at the level now where maybe once a year. He's really, honestly, that's really all he's having to do is once a year. Uh, so he's at that level. He's a superstar. Okay, now in wrestling, when you're a superstar, you're still wrestling sometimes four times a week. So that's why the, the sports are so 300 matches a year. Easy. You, you can't have... You can't have a shoot-style match on a weekly episodic show because what if, just like Brawl for All, what if these fucking guys get legitimately hurt? Right. Now you've just potentially ruined six months of storyline. That, as a wrestling fan, that I, I don't want that. If I wanted that, then I would go. I would tune into UFC and I would spend the $50, $60, $70 a fucking month to watch them stupid-ass fights. That's what I would do. But no, I'm a wrestling fan. I like the drama. I like the storyline. I don't need to know who the tough guy is. I'll rent the fucking DVD in 10 years and find out who everybody else thinks the tough guy is. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I get it. You know, the, the biggest thing that so, I can yeah. take away That's from this. That's my take. It's all bullshit. It's a waste of time. My biggest thing I can take away from this is that it wasn't, there was no way to make it legit. These guys still book indie matches. All right. These guys are self-promoted. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrestlers that are still booking themselves for indie matches, they're trying to make a little extra money on the side to turn around and think they're going to do an MMA-style fight at yeah. AEW. No fucking way. There's no way. It's it's They're their own brand. They're their own business. Why would they put risk on their own business? Hager? Hager's an MMA fighter. You, you know, he does that shit, what, like you said, what, once, twice a year? 
He's undefeated. Yeah, no sense. He's been doing it for what, like two or three years? He's undefeated. He's had three matches. That's it. Three matches. Still an active MMA fighter. So Mm -hmm. why would Wardlow risk his his health for that when he's still booking Indy? Still booking AEW? It doesn't it doesn't make this this wasn't needed. Um very ambitious though, right? So good for Tony Khan for trying to bring something different to compete with SmackDown. But when you're kind of cut and paste yeah. an entire episode of dark matches on a premiere show on Friday night, you fucking lost me, buddy. You lost me. It was clear and, to me and that your this whole was fan base, by the way, your Alienated. whole fan base, by the way, are all they're all smart marks. You know what I'm saying? His entire yeah. fan base, the all the 1.5 million people watching his show are all smart marks. So they're going to see right through that. Everybody saw through this. You know, and again, you cut and pasted your matches. You you pre-recorded a bunch of dark matches to throw them into dynamite to try to create a coherent story of an episode. There were times when they would pan away from the match. I couldn't see the commentators. There was no Tony. There was no uh, Excalibur. There was no Jim Ross. Couldn't see him. Other matches, they were right fucking there. You could see him in the background. So it was clear to me this was all pre-recorded shit. It wasn't a live episode. And they completely... Yeah. Re, the, the, yeah. you, there's no crowd anymore. You can't see the crowd anymore. We're back to no crowd again. What happened with that? I thought we were going to be feeling the seats at Daly's place. That's why I feel like this is pre-recorded. This was all recorded before the last pay-per-view they just had at uh, Double or Nothing. These are matches recorded before Double or Nothing. Has to be. I, otherwise, if somebody can answer me why AEW went back to their their no crowd setup, why? Why? COVID numbers are down. Nobody was taking risks. Everything was fine. Nobody left uh, all double or nothing sick. So uh, did they go back to for for people's safety or did they go back because they needed to, to have a story that looked like week to week was, was continuing on after yeah. the other? So they had to set up their stage to make sense to the crowd that are watching on TV. That Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. My brain is hurting. Leland, my brain is literally hurting from AEW. <laughs> Let me help you. Okay, take two doses of these nuts and stick it up your ass. The bottom line is this: this you said it before. It's pre-recorded. That's the problem with this. Now AEW could have went the other way, and they could have taken a page of the old WWE and just uh, put on a pay-per-view, pumped it for a month and a half. The WB. They could have pumped it for a month and and just gave us everything they gave us a double or nothing. Just like the WWE did with Hell in the Cell. They gave us everything we saw in WrestleMania. I'm done with it at this point. Okay? Hell in the Cell. Complete bullshit. I can't believe I actually had that on my TV. I can't believe... And with all the problems we're having with Peacock... You know, I know there's a lot of people out there that that are trying to get Peacock. And they're fighting through this bullshit just because of the WWE on their their Amazon Fire Sticks and you're having to do all these dances every fucking week it's a new update you got to do. I'm so I'm so up to here with this fucking shit. I'm ready to I'm ready to discontinue the app, I'm telling you. Because if this is what the w, if I'm paying $5 a month to see what I saw last night in Hell of the Cell, it's not even worth my $5. The archives won't even be worth that for me. Because if I get one more fucking fucking Bobby Lashley <laughs> and um Drew McIntyre God dang him I'm so I'm so heated I'm forgetting his name Drew McIntyre if I get one more fucking match with those guys and it's the be all end all we're ending the world right now and then oh it's going to happen if it was a good match don't get me wrong don't get me wrong it was a good match 
but I'm tired of it. The story's worn dry. It's worn out. The WWE keeps releasing people right and left. They're killing their roster. They're painting themselves in the corner, as you so appropriately say, that they're not, they don't, they don't have anybody to throw out there now. So they got to repeat these matches. The best match of the night was Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Always. Because, and it was, and it was a repeat match. It was the best match of the night because those fucking guys don't know how to have a bad match together. Period. They don't. And they refuse they don't to have to one. They were, you can they tell when they're the out show. there, they refuse, refuse to have a bad match. Refuse. Yep. Hell, so, and they know each other so th- well. That's where we stand with Hell in the Cell. They know each other so well. When when Sammy went to go kick, like, so you had, you had, um, let, let me paint the picture here. So basically you had, you had Kevin Owens Please. up against the ropes and he had his elbows on the ropes in the corner. Sammy was coming for a kick. They know each other so well that not only did Sammy miss the kick, you couldn't fucking tell unless you got the right angle. These two were, they know each other so well that that Kevin didn't even have to look at Sammy. He sold it. Kevin's head was down. If Kevin didn't know Sammy was going to do that, he would have never sold the kick was botched. He still sold it because he knew it was coming because that's how well they know each other. They don't have to talk. These two are such good friends and they know each other so well. They will put a match on every fucking single night of the week, and you guarantee it'll be the best match on that card every time. Outside of... Um, and you can't turn it off. No, you can't. Outside of that, I can see why the Peacock, NBC Universal, is pissed off at the WWE for taking Roman Reigns off the card and giving it to Fox. That is a pretty fucking bold-ass move by WWE, first of all. When your biggest fucking... Mm-hmm provider for your for your wrestlers is NBC Universal and you said you know what uh I trust Fox's paycheck a little bit more so I'm gonna go ahead and put uh Roman as my main event for Smackdown of all fucking things on a Friday night in the summer in the summertime Mm -hmm. putting Roman Reigns on a Friday night main event on Smackdown stupid fucking booking the Universal title the Blue Ranger Championship is the most prestigious championship in the WWE right now. I know they want it to be the WWE title, but it's not. It's not. It's the Blue Ranger title. And they don't even have that representing on on Hell in the Cell. First of all, why are we watching Hell in the Cell in June? It threw why me is off. that happening? It threw me off. That's in October. Okay? We're wrestling fans. We don't like a whole lot of change. We like continuity. This is not a June pay-per-view. Okay. Money in so the that bank. That throws me off anyway. And now, and now, why did they paint the cage? I, maybe it sounds like I'm nitpicking a little bit, but I'm. I was so disappointed in the show last night. Give the exception, like we said, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Uh, the Charlotte Rhea Ripley match was was really good. I actually really liked the finish on that. Um, I'll get into that later. And the main event was good because those two guys have wrestled each other enough. Now they know how to put on a good match. But there's so many things in between that that just that just lost it for me. Why do we have a red cage? We went from red lights with the fiend to now this bright red cage for Hell in the Cell. You know what was scary about Hell in the Cell when it first came out? A big silver cage that looked like my fucking uncle built in the backyard. <laughs> because it, it, it was ominous, right? It yeah. looked like, oh my God, why are these guys standing on top of this thing? You can see the fucking ties bopping as they walk on this thing. Now I have this beautiful red structure that looks very safe. It looks very organized. Very, very Trump-esque. Very Trump-approved. 
very trapez. It's beautiful. I've never seen anything more beautiful in my life, except for the mirror. It, it just, I don't get it. I just don't get Like, stop already. Stop giving me what you think I want. You know what wrestling fans want, Chad? I'm going to tell you. Bray Wyatt to be the fiend. Look at the and ratings. And Alexa Bliss. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, they want, look at all this nostalgia shows they have right now. This uh, this WWE, the treasure, the hidden treasure show, um, the um, uh, the documentaries that that A and E's putting on the biographies for all the the Mick Foley and all these guys. Right. The ratings for these shows are through the roof. Absolutely, they're through the roof. Absolutely, that's what wrestling fans want. They've tapped into the nostalgia, and that shit's more entertaining. I'm more excited to watch that stuff than anything Raw, SmackDown, or NXT is giving me. And to be quite frank about it, in the last few weeks, AEW as well. I'm more excited to watch those shows. AEW is has been disappointing for me because of the night move and the fact that they have to piece together, copy and paste different fucking matches from different nights. It's tough. It's tough. Sure. I understand. AEW's got to do what they got to do. I I figure by the time they get back on Wednesday nights, we're going to get the best of AEW that we always get. Britt Baker will be actually fucking wrestling, folks. I promise you. She'll be back. Kind of feels like everybody's taking a break right now. That's how it feels to me. Uh, AEW's just on a... Yeah, basically. These are filler episodes until we can get back to the real shit. You know, we'll we'll get some more Adam Hangman page, Britt Baker. It's, It's coming. Don't worry, folks. Just sit tight. But WWE hasn't been taking a break. WWE has just been letting go of their their talent. WWE is trying to make us feel like mm-hmm. that Alexa Bliss is the fiend when she's not. And she got a D minus rating on her fucking match last night for Hell in a Cell. And it was deservingly so. Yeah. If I hear that Firefly Flunhouse music kick off, I expect to see fucking Bray Wyatt walk out. And I don't see him. I see yeah, a blonde, hot ass woman walking out. Trying to pretend to be crazier than a fucking links on fucking cocaine. And it doesn't yep. work. It, it only worked when Bray was involved. It only worked when she was like the Harley Quinn to Bray Wyatt's fucking Joker. That worked. But to take that away yeah. from Bray and say that that now belongs to Alexa, WWE, you're so fucking stupid. Nobody asked for that. Nobody wanted it. And it's it's a failing gimmick that, quite frankly... If I were Bray Wyatt, I'd quit WWE now and take my talent somewhere else because he created that from scratch to himself. Vince McMahon had nothing to do with that. He got the blessing from everyone to do that on his own. And then as soon as it popped off and got big, fucking creative decided to put their hands on it and destroy it. And nothing against Alexa Bliss. Twisted Bliss is a good character. They should have stuck with that shit. To turn Alexa Bliss into the... And, and I'm not blaming Can I Alexa. give you an example of, of what's... Nobody's blaming Alexa. Let me give you an example of what, what is, what's kind of happening right now. I find myself in a position where um, the post-COVID... Because it's in, it's in our rearview mirror enough to where we can start saying that now, people. You know, calm down. If you're still wearing a mask in a grocery store, look around, start counting. If you're like one of five doing it, eh, maybe, maybe you should stop being so scared. Anyway, the we are more excited about the venue in which a wrestling match is going to be at at this point. Let me give you my case in point. I'm talking to my brother, and he starts telling me about, oh, did you hear SummerSlam is going to be in uh, Alliance Stadium, the new Raiders Stadium? That's relevant in our conversation because I was just currently out in Vegas supporting uh, some business out there and 
and this, that, and the other. And we, we talked about that and I said, man, that stadium is is the coolest stadium I've ever seen. It, it's phenomenal. Coolest stadium I've ever seen. So that's kind of where it strikes up. And then I watched Hell in the Cell last night, and it dawns on me that, wow, SummerSlam's going to be in the Alliance Stadium. And Alliance Stadium has more pop right now than anything WWE can put in the ring. That's sad. That's a sad state right now. What else? What else? Here's two reasons you watch WWE. One, to see the crowds back because they're always going to have a crowd. They, they could be WCW and go out of business with a crowd. Two, we're excited to see who are they going to release now. <laughs> AEW, you watch because who are they going to bring in now? There's an excitement level there. Of who are they going to pick up? Who are these free agents they're going to pick up? And WWE, you have an, an intrigue there, not an excitement. You have an intrigue there of who are they going to release? Who's the next big name? Because I'm telling you, my friend, now that Braun Strowman is on the unemployment line, there's nobody safe. I used to think, we used to talk about it. We used to think that there were people that were untouchables. Charlotte Flair, Randy Orton, um, Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns. Not anymore. Not anymore. They're all, if they don't pop a rating, I'm telling you, they don't pop a rating, Gone. they could be on the unemployment line. Well... And that's a sad state right now because that that's the kind of stuff that WCW late in their years was doing. They Roman Reigns is still tell. the biggest wrestling name in all wrestling period, unfortunately. He's not totally going agree. anywhere. And, and you know what? Rightfully so. Roman Reigns should be the biggest name in wrestling. The, the, dude, the dude is like Britt Baker. He has one of the biggest comebacks of any wrestler I've ever seen, going from being fucking booed because he's a face but to being booed because Chad, he's the best heel in the business. That's just the wrestling fan in you saying that. Because if we re- if we rewind our recording not two minutes, you're talking about how WWE is taking the most famous wrestler they have and not even putting him in a main event, not even no, that, putting him on their pay per view in any capacity. But I'm I'm saying Roman Reigns by himself, the man himself. But Vince still makes the decisions. Vince right. still makes the decisions. Sure, and Roman deservedly so needed to be on Peacock last night as the main event with Ray fucking Mysterio in a cage match. Period. Okay. And the opening match should have been Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. If we're going to go ahead and repeat WrestleMania night one on Hell in a Cell, fuck it. Put those guys as the opening match. Then you put Bianca Belair, and then you put Bailey out next, and then you just go down the line. But no, what we got was copy and paste. Okay, that's that's what this fucking episode should be titled. I'll, I'll let the big dog know when he, when he releases <laughs> AEW copied and pasted Friday night from their dark matches. WWE copied and pasted WrestleMania into Hell in a Cell. Wrestling is just one big fucking copy and paste right now. Mic drop. You just <laughs> dropped the mic. Because if people Whether you're heel or baby face. People can't even see this in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> people can't see this in the camera, but you just literally gave me your rant, looked straight at the camera, and then looked away. As as if as if I'm the fuck stick over here. No, like as I, I was just expecting you to say, "Well, folks, man. whether you're heel or baby face, <laughs> I thought you were just gonna close it out." I was thinking about it. The truth of the matter is, wrestling it, but, is uh, copy and know, pasting. I don't watch Impact. It is right now. I don't right? watch Impact, but I read I about it. And Impact is about the only fucking organization right now that isn't copying pasting shit. They're the only organization out there actually putting on a coherent story week after week, and nobody's fucking watching. So guess what, Impact? I'm gonna watch you now. Because apparently nobody else that has a big fucking name knows how to put together a goddamn booking. Excuse my language. Mm-hmm. Sorry, man. Well, I'm, know, I'm fired up. I take up. that a step further. I take that a step further. 
instead of just now going to Impact and now going to NWA or whatever, whatever TV program you want, folks, I challenge you, fans out there, you're all if you're listening to this show, you're definitely a wrestling fan. Go look for your local promotions. Okay, go to your local indie markets and get into wrestling at that level. Because those guys every night for 50, maybe 30 bucks a night sometimes are putting it all on the line, killing themselves, pumping themselves on social media, doing everything they can to get the rub, to get to the next step. They're the ones that are actually going to put on the show for you. Those local promoters. Get involved in that. Get involved in your local promotions because now that COVID's lifted, you can do that. You can actually go back to live wrestling. They have to have cohesive storyline to stay in business. Are you going to see some shit every now and then? Absolutely. But it ain't going to last forever because they can't afford for it to last forever. Hell, some of the best wrestling I saw was when we went to uh, Canyon City, Colorado, and we watched, uh, uh, what was that, something championship wrestling? uh, RCW. RCW, Balaam Links. RCW, yep, Renegade Championship Wrestling. Balaam Links put yeah, on a our, hell of a uh, show. Fan of the show, friend of the show. Yep. Th- these are yep, guys that are out there the putting show, on Jason week Dribble after week, man. Is, our, uh, is the local local promoter out there, and he he does he he does everything he can to to work with the local markets in Colorado and and in your local state, wherever you're listening to the show. There's local wrestling, is what I'm trying to say. Get involved, and maybe. Maybe you might see some talent that uh, someday you're going to see on TV and is actually changing some of this this dialogue that we're having tonight. Yeah, the biggest thing I want to say about the wrestling that, uh, that I've been seeing lately is that I feel like AEW is just on a pause. WWE isn't on a pause. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. At least with AEW, I can say, okay, when they get back to Wednesday nights and they do their thing, they'll bounce back. It, and it's clear. Anybody that watches AEW knows this. There isn't a single fan out there that's going to tell you, oh, no, that's AEW now. That's just how they are. No. Everybody in AEW knows this is just a pause. But WWE, nobody has an answer for that. All people can say is, is, oh, well, maybe Vince is selling. Maybe this is a sign that Vince is selling WWE. He could be. He could be. But why wouldn't you still put the best product out there on television if you're deciding to sell it? You would still... Like, it's like my house. I'm trying to sell my house, right? So I'm going to fix every crack, put plug every hole, take the best possible pictures of yeah. my house, make it look beautiful so that somebody will come along and I can sell it more than it's worth. Why wouldn't Vince do the same with WWE? He's putting out a shit product. I wouldn't buy well, that thing for 50 cents. And if you're watching any of these sideshows we just talked about with the hidden treasures and all that, You'll see that they're building the future, the Hidden Treasure Show, especially because they're they're building an actual Hall of Fame that fans can go and visit. So they're they're banking on the nostalgia part of it. What they're failing to forget is nostalgia has an end date. It has an end date. You have to be putting relevant product in. Yeah, exactly. You have to put relevant product in the ring to make me want to go because that that's all that the nostalgia is. It's supposed to be a hook. And once you've got me on the hook, you reel me into the current product, and I'm supposed to stick. If the current product right now is what you're reeling me into, then I'm going to laugh at it. I'm going to say, well, it used to be pretty good, but now, boy, it turned into shit, didn't it? Sure did. And that, and that's, again, that's just where we're at in the state of wrestling. If, it, if he's looking to sell, then you make your product look as pretty as you possibly can. So if you're telling me that Vince McMahon is doing all these let goes and things like this with wrestling because he's planning to sell, 
it is a horrible way to sell your company. Uh, and, and the fact that I was more interested in an app on my phone than a pay-per-view. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not a huge fan of TikTok. But my wife and my daughter love it. So I'm sitting there watching TikToks with my <laughs> wife and daughter than a wrestling pay-per-view. I'm going to tell you right now, that never fucking happens. Never. If they're watching something on their yeah. phone, YouTube, Facebook, I ignore them when wrestling is on. I realized an hour and 25 minutes into the pay-per-view that I was more interested in the TikToks they were showing me than the product that was on TV. And that was a first time for me. So WWE, this is a message from us because we know you listen to us. You stole our content before. If you need new ideas, the guy Chad, the people's host, <laughs> and hell, the dog cast father himself, we're here for you. We'll help you out. But otherwise, whatever you're doing, you need to figure it out. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm, usually I would throw in my tagline and just cut cut off your water and we end the show. But I, I, I kind of want to have a little speech out to the fans real quick here. So we have some fun shows coming up in the month of July. We're, we're all, we all have lives. And, and now that COVID's over, we got vacations planned and whatnot. We're going to take a little time off. But that doesn't mean the show's going to fail. That doesn't mean the show's going to – you're not going to have your TBR uh, fix for the week. We're putting some uh, fun shows together that will be pre-recorded, but unlike AEW, we're going to tell you they're pre-recorded before you listen to them. Nonetheless, though, the content's going to be awesome. We have uh, what all wrestling fans like. We're going to be talking about lists, favorites, this, that, and the other. Um, some of that nostalgia part of it, too. So that's all going to be in the month of July, and then we'll reconvene this our weekly topics back in mid-August. So I just want to put that out there. It's unlike how we ever end this show, but I'd I want to be transparent with our fans so they know uh, what's coming forward with the show. Any parting words, the guy? Uh, we got some work to do to make sure we can fulfill our month of July, so stand by. Absolutely. With that, whether you're heel, whether you're babyface, you do you. He can even do something silly just because it makes him feel funny. Lots of things make him feel funny. Drugs are like that. Of course, when you get to feeling that way, you can't do it quite so much. And you can't do it quite so good. Drugs are like that, too. Why would he do that? Why would he do what? This has been a Dogcast production.